0: Hi friends, thank you so much for tuning into The Planter Podcast. If this is your first episode, welcome to The Planter Family. I'm the host, I'm and I'm really happy to be able to speak with you all this week. So, the topic for this week is how to establish peace in your daily lives. So, I had asked a question on Instagram a couple weeks ago about what were the main peace dealers in people's lives? And basically, that was summed up into four different kind of subtopics. Um, basically, the first one that I realized that everybody was struggling with was familial issues, right? Familial issues, number one, friendships were the second one. Third was more work environments. And then the fourth one was, you know, things that we do within ourselves that cause us not to have peace. So on this episode, we're going to be addressing all of those topics. And we're going to be providing, you know, information and advice on how to kind of be at peace, even if those areas in your lives are kind of acting a little crazy. So on this episode, I'm going to be speaking with such an amazing guest by the name of Danielle Atkins. Danielle Atkins is a lover of all things Jesus. And those things include singing with the Detroit's own Dre Prairie and the group. And she's also the co-host of Pretty Lit Podcast. And she's a ministry leader at Abundant Life Christian Church in Detroit. Professionally, she's a 23-year-old senior leadership development specialist at Quicken Loans. She is currently pursuing her master's of business administration at her alma mater, Nova Southeastern University. Whoop, whoop. In Fort Lauderdale, Miami, those areas. Okay, so... I really enjoyed this conversation with Danielle. It was so much fun. Um, we laughed a lot. You know, I don't know. It was just, was just such a great um, opportunity to speak with her. There's a lot of things that we related on. And there's a lot of things that I learned from her as well. And I think you guys are really going to benefit from talking about these specific topics. Because, you know, we all need a little boost in how to kind of get ourselves right especially when things in our lives are not going correctly or the relationships in our lives are kind of just not where we want them to be but it doesn't mean that we have to lose ourselves or lose our, our our minds basically when things are not going as planned So yeah, this episode is definitely going to help you establish peace in all of those areas. You're going to hear a lot of our stories and you might even relate to some. So if you do, you know, comment, let us know like, hey, uh, you know, that really helped me out or I really related to that. I had that issue too and this is how I solved it. Would really love to hear, you know, your different experiences as well. And last thing, if you, for some reason, are Not subscribed to the Planter podcast. Here's your chance right here, right now. Alter call everything. All you have to do literally as you're listening is press the subscribe button wherever that is for you on your iPhone, your Android, if you're listening on Apple Music, was it no, you know, iTunes, all those things. Come on now, we family here, okay? In order to be part of the family, you just gotta subscribe. It's that simple, but all right no more time wasted. Here's the episode. All right, everybody, we are back on the Planter Podcast. And today we're going to be speaking about establishing peace in your daily life. So I would love to welcome my guest, Danielle Atkins. Thank you, thank you. And I'm clapping it up in the background body <laughs> yeah. it on the microphone. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Danielle, for coming on the show. I am so appreciative that you decided to be a guest and talk with of course. us. Yes. <laughs> so kind of tell us um, who you are and what you do so we can yeah. just fill it in, you know. Yes.
1: Yeah. So Danielle Atkins, um, I am a co-host on Pretty Lit, the podcast. Um, so feel free to listen to our show as well. Um, so I co-host that show with three other ladies, and um, we talk about things that are like that are in relation to like Christ and culture. Um, and I also sing with a group called Dre Perry and the Group, uh, which is a Christian uh, music group. So if you enjoy Christian worship music or contemporary Christian music, awesome. Um, you can definitely um, like listen to our music. We're on all digital music outlets, Dre Perry and the group. Um, if you just search Dre Perry, you'll find all our music. Um, and yeah, I work in corporate America. I've been in corporate America for like two years now as a leadership trainer. And um, yeah, that's pretty much my life.
0: Thank you for letting us know. And you are literally the third person from pretty lit who's been on this podcast now i had Elise that was on and now it's you nice. and then Brittany. wow that's what's yeah. up <laughs> but yeah um thank you for telling us about yourself and i think um especially uh how do i say nah i'm not even gonna say that that's okay we'll just get there don't worry <laughs> but um yeah so i'm excited to speak about this we're going to be speaking about how to establish peace in your daily life so what i did in order to figure out what causes the or what's like peace stealers for people i asked people on instagram like you know what is it that causes like the most amount of stress and or the lack of peace in your life and you know different people gave different responses and a lot of it was personal relationships so relationships with people were the main reason why people have a lot of distress and Mm -hmm. you know i put them into four different categories and you know the number one was definitely familial issues um and as we kind of narrow it down we're gonna you know that's gonna be the broad topic the family issues but we can narrow it down to other different personal relationships to friends um to co-workers and work environments and then also maybe certain things that we do ourselves that may cause us a lack of peace too. So what do you think that like people are saying family issues. What are some things that come to your mind when you think of things that family can do that causes stress?
1: For me, I think some of the bigger, some of like one of the biggest things I think is probably like family dynamic. Like, uh, so like just the relationship that you have with your family members, Uh, whether you have a Strong relationship with certain people, or you don't, um, that could cause stress. So, like, uh, whether it's with your siblings, with your parents, with your grandparents, like different things like that. So, that can cause stress. So, like, I just think about, like, in my life, I'm um, blessed to have both my parents still living. They're married of, like, oh, their anniversary is in a couple weeks. Uh, they've married uh, 28 years. There we go. Um, so, they've been married 28 years. They've known each other for 38 years. Um, this is funny because I was just telling one of my best friends about, like, my parents' whole, like, journey to their marriage. So they dated for 10 years before they, like, off and on. They dated for 10 years before they got married. But anyhow, so, like, um, just the dynamic of your family. Uh, my dad, so... I said I have one brother. I actually have two brothers. So one, this sounds really bad because it makes it seem like I don't claim my other brother. You're but serious. that is something that like, but that that is something that sometimes like weighs heavily on me because that is, okay. he's the oldest of the three of us. Um, and he is my dad's son. So my my dad had a son before he married my mom. Um, and so I'm not super close with my oldest brother. So, like, stuff like that, like, that could be something that, like, stresses people or doesn't give people peace because there there were times, there are times where, like, um, I feel like, dang, like, I wish I was closer to my oldest brother and I'm not. Um, there's a huge gap in between our ages, like, probably 20 years, um, more or less. But, like, that's one of the reasons why we're not super close because there's a huge gap between us. Uh, my brother also lives all the way on the other side of the country. He lives in Utah. Which is really random because people always ask like how do black people end up in utah i don't know to be quite honest. honestly oh. yeah <laughs> <laughs> well, i don't know how he got there but um mm-hmm. that's where he currently resides um the last time i seen my brother like in person oh i was probably like five or six years old wow okay. so it's been a long time so like stuff like that can give people that like anxiety or like stress about like well what is our dynamic like what is our relationship so when like those things happen in your life like milestones like for instance for me like college graduation and stuff like that like when those things happen I d- happened I didn't call my brother not mm-hmm. because I didn't want him there but we just don't have that kind of relationship
0: right so mm-hmm. where
1: I felt comfortable to be like hey bro like are you coming to my graduation it was just more so like my parent my dad probably talked to him um we're friends on Facebook and like social media, Instagram, stuff like that. So like maybe he's seen something on social media about me saying I was graduating. So he knows these things, but we don't talk. Like, to be completely honest, I don't even have my brother's phone number. But like, that's just the relationship that we have. But to think like if something was to happen to my brother, I absolutely would be like devastated. And I'm sure the same thing would happen. Like if something happened to me, like he'd be devastated. But it's like, we just don't talk. Like, and that's just our dynamic. So I think familial issues, like, Family dynamic is a huge stress. Um, Also things that may have happened in people's family, so like events um, or just like how you were raised. If your family, if you grew up in a household where like your family wasn't super close, so maybe you had parents that like worked late and so you guys kind of like saw each other in passing or when you were asleep, they were out working. And when you were up and at school, they were sleeping at home. So it was just like, you didn't really have that dynamic. Maybe you had parents uh, like your socioeconomic status may have had something to do with like your familial issues too so lack of money and lack of financial resources um, could cause a lot of stress too growing up like if your family didn't have the best financial situation you may have felt like oh your parents didn't do it the best that didn't do the best that they could to take care of you or give you things that you wanted or so that you could be like the next person that had the latest and greatest clothes and gadgets and all types of stuff so when I think of familial issues, I think of things like that. Um, like I said, also things that happen in your family. So maybe your family had, like, maybe there were some issues in your family where there were, like, some some situations of, like, abuse, whether it's, like, domestic violence, sexual abuse, sexual assault, all types of things like that. Um, maybe your parents didn't get along, so you've seen them fight or you've seen them argue or bicker or call each other out of their name, stuff like that. So those things definitely, I think those things definitely have an impact on us as adults, like I think we forget about that stuff, but it's always interesting when you start to dig deep and reflect back on like what has happened in your life
0: or what hasn't happened in your life and how that impacts the decisions you make moving forward. I can relate to you on the brother thing. So I also have um, a brother as well who my dad had before he had me, but we didn't meet each other until I was like five. When I went to Nigeria and it was kind of just like, oh, hey, you have a sibling (laughs) Mm -hmm. type of thing. And it was just like, I was excited, but, you know, he was not, you Mm -hmm. know, and um, for years we weren't that close at all. You know, Mm -hmm. he would see me and I felt that maybe I was like a burden to him and I just really wanted to get close to him. But, you know, he was raised differently than I was. I was raised with my mom. He was raised with his mom, too, but you know he went to Nigeria and I was raised here in the US and you know we had just mm-hmm. different upbringings really so you know it wasn't until maybe I was like 15 or 16 then we became better acquainted and now we're <laughs> close but yeah that that can be a strain because just like you want to be close to that person you just don't know how to be close to that person so yeah and that was that was my case at least but um yeah i think it's just a matter. I don't know, like trying to create that conversation or just a simple hello. I mean, for us, it was more like a. I saw him when I would go up to New York. I would see him and try to speak here and there. And then you know, if he felt a little bit more comfortable, he'll speak to me. And then that's just kind of how that worked out. And um, I think for me, when it when I would say one point for family issues, um, speaking like for millennials is like or people who are about to that are like just out of college and growing up is um your family still so treating you like you're a child oh yes <laughs> all the time yeah I think for me that's the most annoying one as of now like look I didn't call you when I was in college on how to turn into paper or what time I should get up or what I should do. Like yep. I didn't I didn't I didn't ask you all that. Why are you gonna, you know, be coming up in here and just start treating me like I I never I never took care of myself when I was not here. Now I wanna come home, you wanna act, you wanna act brand new, type of thing. <laughs> so yep. I think that is would be my thing uh for family issues or a, a cause of stress, especially for people who are growing up, because it's just like, yo, like let me make my mistakes or let me at least grow up. Like it's okay. Yeah. Like you don't have to literally like like smother me. It's fine.
1: Like, yeah. We're gonna like, be good. I
0: can,
1: I can definitely relate. So yeah. like when I first graduated from college, um I came back home and like you said, like we like we talked a little bit earlier, so we both went to school in Florida. And you're you live in Michigan, right? Nah, girl, I live in Florida. Oh, okay. Um <laughs> sorry. All right, no, you're good. Well, so, no, so I so okay. So I went to school in Florida, came back to Michigan. Yeah. So it was like coming back home after not living at home for four years was like rough in the world. Like, how did I do this before? Right. College? Like, what is life? It was just like, where are you? What are you doing? Who are you with? Who are you going out with? Oh, who are they? I've never met them. Why do you care? Like, I, <laughs> kind of like, I don't understand why you care so much. Like, I I love you. And I appreciate that you're a loving parent, parents. but that let off. me live my life. Like, do do? Right. Love- right. It was, it was it was a huge adjustment, mm-hmm. and because it was such a huge adjustment, I was like, I'm giving myself a year, and I got to get out of here, I got to get my own place, because I'm like, I can't do it. I just couldn't do it. So, um, I graduated, um, like I said, in 2016, in May, mm-hmm. excuse me, and then July 2017, purchased my own house, and I moved out. Ooh, so like, okay. can't do it anymore. Can't do Ooh. it. Ooh. So. And even now, uh-huh. like, even though I don't live at home. My parents still call me like, what are you doing? Are you at home? Are you okay? Yes, I am. Perfectly I, am I am. I am great. doing just great. Yeah. I am mm-hmm. just living my best life. Now. Yeah. Like, thank you. Love you. <laughs> Talk to you later. Like, yeah. So I definitely understand that.
0: Yeah. And I'm still sorting through that now. Um, you know, I'll, I'll get into how I'm kind of navigating through that. Um, But I wanted to ask you, you know, we've identified those stressors when it comes to family. How do you, how can somebody, okay, like identify those stressors and then do things that allow them to still be at peace, even if they're in situations that are not so favorable within their family. So you said the family dynamics, and then also (laughs) another point that you said also was maybe the resources or the things that you, you didn't have growing up and maybe mm-hmm. you have a look of resentment towards your family because you didn't have what you expected you needed. So um, how does somebody develop peace, even navigating all that?
1: Yeah, I think in those, in the biggest way to do that, I think is one is like forgiveness. So like if you do have that resentment towards. Whoever it is in your family that may have caused an issue or a, like, strain on your relationship with that person um, is forgiveness. So, like, going back to, like, my whole situation, my brother. So, like I said, I haven't seen my brother probably since I was, like, five or six. And, like, I've asked him to come to Michigan. I've asked, like, when is he coming to Michigan? Like, several times, and that just hasn't happened. Or at least I haven't seen him. If he's ever came to Michigan, which I really don't think he has since, like I said, when I was five or six. But, uh, but for me, it has it has like I just have to forgive him on that, right? Because the only way that I'm not going to stress over that situation is if I have no like ill feelings toward him, and I don't have ill feelings for him. I love him, but I'm also I also feel like there there is opportunity for him to come to Detroit and spend time with his family, right? But I have to forgive him and not let that bother me um so forgiveness one but then that also is gonna you're gonna have to back that piece up with prayer a lot because it's very easy to be like oh yeah like I forgive you but still harvest some of those feelings so like you gotta like pray to God to like work on your heart and work on how you feel towards this person so um when you do have that resentment towards them or you feel some type of way towards that person I definitely think it's a matter of forgiveness and prayer um when it comes to like those resources I think it's looking, it's, it's doing your best to be like optimistic and positive about the situation. So it's like, hey, my parents, I may not have what the next person has, but my parents are doing the best that they can, right? Or my family's doing the best that they can for what we have, for what we do have available to us. Um, I think a lot of times we do get caught up on the comparison piece, like, which is why, I'm a music person to so everything has, a, for me, there's a song for everything. So, like, the song Comparison Kills by Jonathan Reynolds, like, that is, like, my smash. Like, I love that song. So it's like, it talks about how we compare ourselves to so many things, like what we see on social media, because on social media, people are going to portray their best life, right? They're not going to show you the struggle. They're going to be like, oh, yeah, I'm on vacation, or I graduated, or I did this. I just bought a new car. I got a new house. I got the latest and greatest, whatever. You're gonna show that perfect lifestyle. And so people really feel like there are people out here in the world who have a perfect life and no one does, but because that's all we see, that's what we feel like we have we need. And so when we don't have it, we compare ourselves to that person we beat ourselves up about it. And the people that have something to do with it, we beat them up about it too. Like I just remember when I was a kid, if there was something that I wanted because I saw somebody else had it, and I would go to my parents and be like, Well, such and such got it, and my mom would be like, I'm not such and such as mama, like. I'm like you, right? <laughs> like, you my followers, like, my bad. Like, okay, I offended you, dang. But like, it, cause it, but it does, it gets the best of people, and so yeah. I think like we have to stop comparing ourselves to other people and just look at what God has blessed us with versus what God is doing in somebody else's life because we don't know what it took for them to get what they got, and we not, we may not be willing to put in the work or do what they did to get what they got. So right, right. we just gotta self reflect, not. Look at what everybody else
0: has. Mm. Um, on your point for forgiveness, I actually have a verse for that. That's what I was looking for uh, okay. when you were talking. Um, was it Colossians three twelve verses um, thirteen? It says, "Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourself with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience." Bear with each other and forgive one another if any one of you has grievance against someone. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. And mm-hmm. I love that verse because I have been working on forgiveness. And I was like, Lord, I, you know, there's just so many people I just need to forgive. And mm-hmm. I don't know how. I, like, I just do not know how, God. And I don't know. I just, just I, I've developed this new system now when I read my Bible to, like, depending on how I'm feeling that day, maybe I'll, like... Google, like you know verses for this thing so maybe forgiveness mm-hmm. or you know whatever it may be so I looked up some verses and I found that one and something about it I don't know I just it just touched me and anytime that I think about maybe somebody that I was upset with I think mm-hmm. about that verse and it's like that verse just puts me in check just the clothe yourself with the compassion and the kindness and the humility and all those things like you know what if God could forgive me for the things that I've done, I need to forgive you. And not saying that, like, I'm perfect in forgiveness because there's some moments where I'm like, hell no, like, (laughs) you really just, you made me upset. But, you know, that verse really just kind of reels it back in. The Holy Spirit's like, come back now. All right, Mm -hmm. all right. Like, um, let's work on forgiveness. So I wanted to point um, that out. And that comparison tip is real. I realize the older that you get, sometimes like or in this time period in our age group we look at other people and we're like yo they got it all together but I'm just kind of here doing this but this doesn't really mean anything and how come I'm not there and maybe these are just my thoughts but yeah and God has also been working on me with that too that comparison like nah like you you water your own your own grass you stay in your own lane yeah so I feel you on that I feel you so the next area of stressors is friendships so (laughs) and funny enough i've been seeing a lot of things about friendships like a lot Mm -hmm. of podcast episodes and blogs on my feed about friendships and what friends mean and all these things but apparently they're causing problems so what are some things that friends can do that cause issues
1: friends can do a lot of stuff
0: um
1: I think uh for me so (laughs) I'm trying to think of like the most recent like maybe friend issue um okay so I had a friend from ninth grade like we were best friends since the ninth grade um all the way up until last summer yes all the way up until last summer so that was like from 2008 until 2017. So it was like a long time. It was like almost 10 years, like nine years of friendship, right? And when I say best friends, like we were like glued to the hip, um, glued at the hip because like we were always together. Like we didn't really do much without each other. Like if I was going somewhere, she was coming with me. If she was going somewhere, I was going with her. Um, always at each other's houses, like just all the time, like together, right? And once I graduated college, I moved back home and I like started working. I started recording the podcast in January of 2017. Um, I um, obviously picked back up with singing with Drake Perry in the group. So just a lot, like life happened, right? A lot of things were going on. Um, she started her master's program at University of Michigan. Um, and so that was very time consuming for her and we just like kind of started to drift apart. Um, but we got to a point last summer where, um, she voiced her concerns to me, but this was after like months of her feeling this way. So I'm one person who like, if you have an issue, I don't like, I, I, it really like drives me crazy wow. when people wait. Yeah address it because at this point whatever I've been doing that has irritated you is now a habit it's gonna Mm. be hard to break and not and that's not an excuse as to saying like my bad habits I'm not willing to break them but like or my habits that are not just they're just not conducive to our relationship I'm not willing to break it but it's to say that like now I've been doing something for so long and I didn't know that it was bothering you because you were carrying on as like business was usual right? Right. right so when she finally brought it to my attention I of course I got defensive and I'm like you're upset because we don't had like we don't hang out like we used to, or we don't, you know, talk like we used to, and all these different things, uh, because my time is split with other things. But like, you've never addressed these concerns until now, and now it's like an issue to the point where it's like this relationship can't even move forward, right? So, basically, what had happened is like that was the issue, but she. Like, I would try to hang out with her, so I would, like, get off of work and be like, hey, like, let's go, you know, hang out, let's go do something, let's go to malls, let's go to movies, let's, go to let's go to grab a drink, like, whatever. And I would get curved all the time. But I attributed that to, or I, you know, chalked that one up to, like, oh, like, you know, she's studying, she's in school. So that was, like, the reasons that she would give me as to why she couldn't do certain things. Um, And she, like, give those reasons. And I just, you know, wouldn't think twice about it. i like, okay, yeah, like, I'm sure she's working hard. Like, she's in an accelerated one-year master's program for social work at University of Michigan, like, sure it's intense. Like, I get it. Uh, but then one day it was just like, uh, her graduation was coming up, and I, her graduation was the same day as my concert. So, like, the group that I sing with, we were having a album release concert, and she graduating graduated that same day. So her graduation is at like 10 a.m. Our concert is at 7. But we have like sound check and different things, whatever. So I was going to try to go to her concert. So I'm like hitting her up for the information. Trying to find out like when is it? Where is it? What time? What day? Do I need a ticket? All these different things. Where do I park? All this stuff. And we finally had that conversation. And she's just like, look, like I just don't feel like our relationship is what it used to be and this and that. You, I feel like you never have time for anything. Like it's just what it is. So mm-hmm. that was like stressing me out. So I didn't want to just in the relationship there. So I'm like, you know what? Like, I just need time to think about this. Cause I, like I said, I got it defensive, but I'm like, I just need time to think about it, like really try to digest like what's going on. Um, and she shared with me like, yeah, like there were times that she would like invite me out or like wanna hang out, but I would just lie and say that I had homework or something like that. But I really just didn't feel comfortable being around you at that time. Okay, so you lied to me several times. Got it, all right. So that's why I'm like, I need to reevaluate the relationship, right? So. Um, ended up coming back and just being like, look, I don't think this is going to (laughs) work. And I really felt like I was like breaking up with somebody, but it was like, i really, I just, I don't think it's going to work because I'm like, now I don't know that I can get over the, you lied to me Mm. because yeah, I was doing something wrong, but you were lying to me saying that I was Gucci and whatever it was that I was doing. So that like kinda got to me. Um, and it like it, it stressed me out a little bit. And it's mm-hmm. at time there are still times where I'm like, dang, like that sucks because that was my best friend. Like for nine years, it was us. So that piece of it stressed me out. And then the other piece of it was just like we have we obviously have mutual, like a lot of mutual friends who've known each other for a long time. And people, when I go out or when I see people that I haven't seen, they always ask, like, oh what's she doing? You know? How's she you know doing that? You know, her name but it is um <laughs> hey this is my truth so like you know <laughs> there were like things that people like people were asking i'm like oh you know like we're, we're not cool anymore like we don't really talk or we're not friends or we don't yeah. hang out but it's like i have no bad blood towards her like in the sense of like i don't hate her mm-hmm. i love her if something happened to her i probably would be really hurt um but we just we don't hang out we don't speak and like it is it just is what it is but mm-hmm. um yeah so i like stuff like that kind of i feel like it's one of those like friendship issues where it's like how do you maintain those friendship and is- it's those ma- those friendships where life still has to happen and it's like you still got to take care of yourself do what you are responsible for your purpose you know do all that stuff but you still want to obviously maintain that social life where like you can give time to people and hang out with people and all that stuff and it, it becomes a it, it becomes a struggle when the two don't intertwine as much
0: right right why I was making all those faces when you were doing that, I don't know if you saw, I was like, what, really? Because something very similar happened to mm-hmm. me and my friends. And I think, you know, when I was looking on the Instagram post and one of the girls posted inconsistency, I think this kind of ties into that. So mm-hmm. very, very similar. Um, One of these girls that was in a, a group of my friends, she, you know, felt like we were ignoring her and we didn't care about her because she would see us like on social media, like on like uh, Snapchat, for example, going around town, not even really, but like hanging out with each other, just looking like we're living our best life, right? And she's Mm -hmm. like, well, how come they didn't invite me? How come they never call me? But what she failed to understand is we don't make plans. So my group, we have a very strange, I guess, to other people dynamic where, you know, maybe I'll be in my room and my friend will say, hey, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm missing my room. she be like, I'm coming. I didn't send her an invite, but she just comes. We're friends. Cool. Come through. So maybe she'll put me on Snapchat and then the other mm-hmm. friend will be like, oh, what are y'all doing? Oh, just hanging out. Okay, cool. I'm coming. You know, and then we might be like oh you hungry let's go get something to eat or let's go get some ice cream so we go there and my other friend will call and be like hey what y'all doing oh we're here getting some food i i'm coming too so literally that's how our plans go we do not make plans there's no such thing as all of us calling each other up and being like hey like what are you doing this week like we 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 rarely do that so this girl would see us like I guess, out and about and be like, you guys didn't invite me. But quite frankly, for me, I just don't remember. If I don't see you, I don't remember because she had told us that she was going to be, you know, it was a rough semester for her. So she's going to be alone and all that stuff. Cool. And mind you, around that time, I was studying for my MCAT. So I really wasn't hanging out with people as much as maybe she thought. They were the ones that were dragging me out of my room to go hang out. So basically, Mm -hmm. homegirl was upset with all of us for months. And then called us up and was like, Do you guys hate me? And it was just like, Whoa. Like, <laughs> like. i do you gather that? How? Thank you. And I was just I, like, shook, shocked, shook it. Like, I was just sitting there, like, What? What are you talking about? Where's friends? Girl, what are you talking about? I just feel like I maybe I did something wrong to you. And I'm just like, I don't understand where this is coming from. And she's like, You guys just don't invite me. You, don't, you ignore me. And this, I know. And, but basically, to cut the story short, she had devised in her mind that we don't like her and we're doing things to hurt her feelings. But quite frankly, it's it wasn't anything towards her. It was just we just wouldn't we didn't we, we like we were just going about our lives, you know. And I'm like mm-hmm. how the way that we work is just like just if you see us doing something, you want to be a part of it. Just just call us. You are friend. You don't have we don't have to formally invite you. Just come through. Maybe that's weird for other people, I don't know. But that's just how our group of friends operate. And basically what I'm trying to say is like, that part where you felt lied to, like -hmm. you felt like, wow, like you were lying to me. Like, how can I, it's almost like, it's almost like how can you trust that person now that they've come to you like for months, this is supposed to be your friend. And for months they don't tell you something is wrong. Are we really friends then? Mm -hmm. Like, really? And I'm and you know, like you said, it doesn't take away from our actions, you know. And we and we did try to do better. We really did try to invite her places, like go like call her up and be like, okay, hey, you wanna come? She would come with us and she would just be like, mm. You good? Yeah. Just be sitting there on her phone, acting like she doesn't, like she doesn't want to be involved. And then, you know, at, like she just eventually just kind of or you know, we just kind of all went our separate ways, well, us from her, she went her separate way and we just kept on being friends and, I mean, that Mm -hmm. was that, but yeah, I feel like when people are kind of not upfront, um, and and it it can be hard for people too, if they're not used to that, um, you know, being vocal about how they feel, because that's a hard thing to do sometimes. Mm especially if you're not comfortable or trained doing that, it, it can be uncomfortable. But for all of us, we're very vocal. So when one offends, we we tell that person sometimes, yes. you know, obviously sometimes we just let it go. But if it really hurt our feelings, we tell the person. So inconsistency um, with people, I think, could be a main stressor. And how do we kind of establish I guess tactics or ways to kind of keep us at peace when things like that arise how can we deal with that (laughs) I don't uh I'm I'm
1: I'm almost like thinking very similar to like the familial issue thing like you gotta you gotta chalk that one up to forgive like I gotta forgive this person right so I personally, I'm still working on forgiving her because
0: mm-hmm.
1: like I said, our friendship was like the, just the extent of our friendship. Like we literally told each other like everything. Yeah, like, you guys were
0: friends for a long
1: time. And for a long time. Yeah. like. And so to lose like my best friend in that, in that space, like it was like, okay, like life. Still goes on, obviously, but it's like I also don't want it to be like I said, I don't want it to be a situation of where, like, if I see you, like, I'm instantly irritated or mad or upset right. or, pissed off or whatever, right? Because I don't feel that way. Um, granted, to be completely honest, I have not seen her in person since we fell out, but like, um, I'm just I do, but I do like I do ask, like, my one of my really good friends, um, like, it was like me, her my friend that, like, we or the girl that I'm not friends with it anymore, and then, like, two other people that, like, the four of us were, like, super close, mm-hmm. um, just going throughout high school and college and stuff, so, like, I ask, I always ask them, like, oh, you know, like, how is she? And they'll, you know, tell me, like, oh, she, like, she's doing good, she's all right, and that's that, and that's that, but, like, and I, but I don't, like, harvest on it and be like, oh, like, well, she up two these days, like, oh, she working there, Oh she doing this, like, I really don't know, like, what, what she's doing, I just, from what I hear, she's doing good, so I'm just gonna leave it, I just leave it at that well, All right. So I just chalk it up to, like, I got to figure out how do I forgive her um, so that I don't let that hurt or whatever, like, impact my other friendships, right? Because I don't want it to become a situation where, like, now I don't trust nobody, right? Because I'm like, well, my last best friend, like, she was like, that, you know, so I don't want it to impact my other friendships in a negative way. Um, But the other thing is, like, I, I still pray for her. So I have, like, a prayer board. Um, in my bedroom where like anybody that I even like anybody that I'm like super close to they're on my prayer board but even people that like I don't necessarily have what I like a good relationship with so whether it's an ex-boyfriend or somebody that I used to date or a friend that I'm no longer friends with like I still because obviously those people were once on my prayer board it's like oh I'm praying for them and like their success and all those things like I don't take them off like, I'm not like, oh, we're not friends no more. Off the prayer board, you go. Like, <laughs> I feel like I still totally leave <laughs> them out there. Uh-huh. Um, but then I created a section on my prayer board too for, like, I call them, like, disconnected relationships. So, like, mm. their are relationships, but we're not connected, really. Like, we're disconnected. So, I just write the name of the person and I say, you know, I actually just ask God to, like, still cover that person, still, like, touch that person, bless them, like, let them grow, flourish, and do great things in the world. Um, and if you see fit to mend that, that relationship, then mend it. But I'm not going to actively force it of like, no, I can't lose anybody in my life because maybe that person was meant to be in my life for just that season. And I learned a lot from that relationship or I learned a lot from that person, or there were things that that person added to my life in that time. But now we're just not conducive to where God wants us to go moving forward. So he had to end it, but that's, how I deal with that yeah Uh, and like I said I continue like just ask God to give me guidance in those with those relationships so if there's friends that I'm like even if there's friends that I'm like you know we cool now but I don't foresee us being friends long term like I pray for those people too and pray for those relationships like God if it's meant for us to continue to be friends or to for me to learn a lesson from this person or vice versa they learn a lesson from me like let that happen obviously in due time and in your timing but um also reveal to me who I shouldn't have in my life because I feel like there's a lot of especially millennials I feel like there's like we we're I would say most millennials not all but most millennials are like very sociable in the sense like we have a lot of friend groups like oh I got my friends over here I got my friends over here Mm -hmm. um but some people in each of those little friend groups may not be meant to be your friends but like we hold on to them just like by association oh because we affiliated in this way like we got to be cool um, and yes like be cordial with people be respectful all that stuff but like that might that might not have to be the that might not be the person that you should be sharing your secrets with your even your goals because sometimes people will purposefully sabotage your goals which has happened but um you just have to have like discernment with people um, in general and knowing who should you be sharing certain information with who you should just be keeping at like arm's length, like love you, pray for you. That's all we got going here. So I would, like I said, just pray, forgive people. And, um, I think the other thing is like, talk to people, like don't, if you have these issues with people, like don't not address them. Mm um, out of fear of whatever response you think you may or may not get from that person, like address them. Because I think a lot of times why we have issues, because we have unspoken expectations that people don't meet. Yeah. Um, yeah. But um, so like, Oh, I expected you to, to know this. And you're like, I never not nah. That's what you expected of me. So that's right. why I haven't done that. Right. It's yeah. the same in a dating relationship. Like if I expect this person to call me every day and they don't call me every day now I'm pissed, but I've never told you, that that's what I expect of you. So you don't meet the expectation. I'm upset. But you never spoke that. So it's like if you have expectations of people or you expect certain things out of your friendships, like I feel like you should have those conversations with people like, hey, here's what I need from you to maintain this relationship um, and or here's what you're doing and it bothers me. So I, you got to be honest in every relationship, whether it's family, friend foe enemy like you just got to be honest (laughs) Mm -hmm. in your relationship because again like i said when we when we have these unspoken expectations of people and they don't meet them we're going to feel some type of way
0: yeah and that was what i was going to say too about um being vocal about how you want to be treated um Mm -hmm. yeah you basically um hit the mark on that one just you know in conversations just kind of like slipping that in there like you know this are things that i don't like and these are things that i do like these are things i appreciate i do not appreciate this you know so mm-hmm. people know how to treat you like you said and another thing i would say to determine if the person is your friend and whatnot evaluate the person you know i think a lot of us uh, like you said we have a lot of friends or a lot of friend groups and we just kind of mm-hmm. want to be friends like. Oh. My God, girl, you're doing that. Oh, my God, like we're, we're besties now, you know, mm. we're just best friends. But I think an important thing to do is to evaluate somebody from afar. How do their friends speak about them? How do they treat other people? We have to kind of be a little bit more reserved when it comes yeah. to people to just see. And that doesn't mean you're not going to be friendly. It just means you need to just take some time and just really see how they treat others and what do other people have to say about them so mm-hmm. um I just had an event um like yesterday right my first ever um meetup right hey. and yeah and it was it was a really cool experience and one of the girls helped that helped me like I just met her maybe like two months ago right and ever mm-hmm. since then we've been really really cool and you know I've been just kind of watching her and you know she she's just I don't know, like, I, I, I trusted her enough for her to be a part of something that was so big for me. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, homegirl encourages me all the time. She she um, she checks up on me a lot or, um, you know, just tries to be a resource to me. And then also when I met her friends, they speak good things about her too. And mm-hmm. I can see, based on her friends, the type of person that she is. Because I, I like, you know, her her friends they carry themselves well they they're very supportive they're this or that so i can see that in her so i trusted her enough to be like okay cool like you know i would love for you to be a part of it um but just evaluating people i think is important like what do other people have to say about them and not that you always have to listen to every word because some people are just haters and they'll speak badly about anybody yeah. but you know, just, just have a little discernment. So praying for discernment, because I feel like this is a a big issue here um, with millennials now is um, friendships. Um, Pray for discernment, pray for who is for me, who is not for me. And um, when people are treating you bad, you tell them one time, I don't like this, they do it again, three times, like, hey, let the Lord love you and bless you, but I got to go. Like, you can't keep stepping over these boundaries and treating me a certain way I just can't do it so cutting people off isn't bad (laughs) it's it's really not a bad thing you know you can still love people from afar you can I don't you know you don't have to be in everybody's faces or and be trying to be friends with people that don't want to be friends with you like somebody that I've known for years too she just treated me so badly and, and has been doing it but you know I've been trying to be like oh my god no, you know, maybe I'm doing something wrong or maybe this, maybe that. No, my mom would be like, nah, whoever is treating you badly, like, drop not drop them, but just keep them at a distance. You yeah. can still love them from afar. You just don't, they don't need to be in your space.
1: Yeah, and my my pastor refers to it as, like, pruning, Like, you think of, like, a flower, mm-hmm. um, like a plant or a bush or something. Like, you have to cut off, like, the dead ends or limbs or whatever like otherwise it would stop the tree from growing um or if you even think of like your hair like how you have to clip split ends because they're dead ends of hair so if you have those relationships in your life that are essentially like dead where they're like they're toxic or they're just not productive or they're just ruining things in your life like they're not helping you they're not helping you grow yeah cut those people off otherwise they're going to continue to block your growth Uh, and like I said, if you if you have people in your life that, like, they almost are, like, overstaying their welcome, like, you were meant to be <laughs> friends with this person, or meant uh-huh. to, like, be connected to this person for only so long, but you keep holding on for dear life, and God is like, nah, it's time for you to let that person go, right? Like, there's things that God probably wants to either use you or that person for, and he can't because y'all holding on to something. Mm-hmm. That he's like, it's dead. Let that go. click mm-hmm. that one. Like, uh-huh. So... Sometimes you have to just prune
0: some people. Right. Um, the third area that we're going to talk about is the work environment. Okay. So, you work in corporate America. What I are some things that you see that can be stressful? Um.
1: So, there's this whole thing right now that I guess it's like, not I guess, it is like a big Yes, subject or topic of conversation which is like this whole work-life balance piece right so people always talk about like what's the how do you maintain work-life balance like you work in corporate america and but but you also record a podcast and you sing in a group and you go to church and you have friends and your family and all these different things like how do you maintain that so work will try its best to like just kind of ooze over into your personal life and you have to like again like you said kind of set those boundaries like, set those boundaries you have to be like wait a minute hold up like mm-hmm. kind of push things back um so and you have to set those ex- expectations but i think just like in any other relationship like you have to be very honest with people about what you do have going on in life and a lot of people like to keep stuff separate or like secret of like well you know i really want nobody to notice what i do outside of work mm-hmm. like no i straight up told my leader like i am very active in my church so Wednesdays I gotta be out of here by like six o'clock so I can make it to Bible study by seven like any other day I can not any other day most days I can stay um, later if I need to but just know like Wednesdays is that day I can't I'm not budgeting on it right yeah. unless Bible study is like canceled and I typically know that beforehand like so unless something like that like Bible study is canceled or something like that then I let you know there's also at my church like my pastor like um the month of april he was teaching bible study at another church like a pastor like had him come in and teach bible study at their church and so he just moved our bible study day to tuesday so i had to let my leader know again like hey my bible study changed to tuesday so tuesdays for the rest of this month i got to be out of here by six o'clock so i can be at bible study by seven so it's just like being honest with your like supervisors and co-workers and stuff like that my co-workers know that too because
0: my leader knows
1: that, right? But what happens is my leader's out on Wednesday and my coworkers are like, Hey Danielle, I need you to do X, Y, and Z. I'm like, nah, fam, I got to go see you. Um they're not like, why she running out of here, you know, so stuff like that. Um the other thing, uh, like I said, is just um, letting like I mean, work and life, I it's very difficult for me to say like work life balance because I feel like it's just life balance. Like work is like it's work but it's also a part of my life like work is a part of my life so it's just life balance in that regard so um do I set aside time for work obviously yes like I work nine to six most days um but like if there's things that like I need to go home and finish up because I just know I want to be out of the office by six o'clock but I'm not just I'm not gonna have time to do that from nine to six so there's some days where like I do bring some work home, but I try not to do that often because I don't want it to get to a place where where I am with, married with a family that I make that a habit, where I'm always at home working and my family is like, well, you here, but you're not really mentally here, like you at work mentally. So um, that's one thing that I definitely know can be a stress for people. It's just maintaining that balance. Um, but I think if you communicate what that looks like for you to the people that can help you manage that, um, that's the best way to go. It's the same with, like, my family. Like, I, like my parents know certain days I'm going straight home. Like, when I get off work, I'm going straight home. Like, And, and it's not because I don't want to be social with my family, but sometimes it's just like I had a long day, I'll see y'all when I see y'all, right? Like, I'll see y'all tomorrow or whatever. But then there's other days where I'm like, um, after I get off work, I go I hang out with my family, I go talk to my parents, I go hang out with my brother or something like that, um, hang out with my friends uh, another thing is like work relationships so I'm one to not mix business with pleasure, that is just my of thumb, my best practice for myself uh, so my company, company I work for quick and long there's 17,000 people right, which that is a lot of people, right, and People say all the time, like, oh, Danielle, like, you know, like, you never thought about, like, dating somebody that, like at your job. Like, there's 70,000 people there, a lot of people. And I'm like, it absolutely is a lot of people. But I don't want to be in a place where, like, things get sticky in the, in, in the sense of, like, if we don't work out, now I can't work with you no more. Or I can't be bothered by you. If I see you in a meeting, I'm ready to jump across the table and hit you in the face. Like, I don't want it to get to that point. So I'm like, I keep work working personal relationships like i try to keep them separate when i say personal i mean like romantic personal relationships like friends i have people at work that i consider my friends like we will go out after work or on the weekends or whatever and that's no issue but um i always tell them like it's just you have to set those expectations too um because something that like actually one of my clients at work is dealing with is just so this person was Obviously, on a team of people, and they got promoted, and now they're the leader for those people. or They're in management, and that became a stress for that person because they're like, "How do I now manage people that are my friends?" Right? So my friends think I'm gonna give them a pass on certain things, like, "Oh, you're running five minutes late. Cool. I'm not gonna say you were late. I'm gonna clock you in," you know, or stuff like that. And you're not doing that because it's not the right thing to do. That kind of like destroys your integrity. But uh, they're like, "But well, I thought we was cool. We was we friends, right? Like we hang out. We went on vacation together. We." That drinks yesterday or whatever, but it's like, I, at the end of the day, I still have a job to do. So I always have to remind my like my clients are leaders. So I always have to remind them of like, when you do get into those positions, like you have to remind people like, hey, here's what I expect from you as your leader. And here's what I expect from you as, as your client. So as your leader, I need you to do your job. I need you to do what you're paid to do. I need you to make sure you're on time. You work your hours. You do your job with quality and different things like that. Like whatever it is their role is. But as a friend, I expect you to also know that, uh, as a friend, I also don't expect you to put me in a compromising situation where I have to, it has to come between, okay, so do I address the situation as your friend or do I address the situation as your supervisor? Like, so I think you have to set those expectations too uh, with people. And that's something that people struggle with sometimes because it's like, well, That is my friend, though. I would want them to do that for me. But is that the right thing to do? Right. Like, are you putting that person in a compromising situation where they have to sit there and be like, ah, this is my friend. I really want to help them, but they're not doing the right thing. And so I got to address the situation. I have to discipline them or take disciplinary action. Like if I have to fire one of my friends, oh, it's going to be difficult. It is going to be hard. But. If my friend not doing their job, sorry bro, sorry. So it's like I'm gonna have that real conversation with you because, as your supervisor, you're you're not doing what you're supposed to do. But as as your friend, I'm telling you like you're not doing your job. Like, and as your friend, I shouldn't have to pick up your slack. So, um, that's typically the biggest area in corporate America where people are like, yeah. So my supervisor told me that I gotta fire this person, and I'm like. I mean, I, for me, I would say stick to the facts. Here's what you did not do. Here's where you missed the mark. And don't try to try to be as, like, take your personal feelings out of it as much as you can. Um, and just let them know. But if you got to put your personal feelings in there, talk to them as if that was you. If I'm your friend, why would you do something, again, to put me in a compromising situation where we have to even have this conversation? So um, corporate America, yes, yeah, it's definitely, it's different. It's different with the dynamics because like back, back in the day, like I would say like my parents' generation, my parents are baby boomers. So like my parents' generation, like they would, they probably, like they don't have a lot of, they don't really congregate with their coworkers. Like it was like at work, we cool. We go to lunch together, you know, that type of thing. But after that, five o'clock, y'all have a blessed one. See you tomorrow. Like, and that was that. Now I think the millennial generation has taken it to a different realm of like, well, I spend eight, nine hours a day with these people. So why wouldn't they be my friends? Right? Like I spend eight, nine hours a day, forty forty to fifty hours a week with these people. I see them probably more than I see my family sometimes. Yeah, I'm gonna talk to them about like things that's going on in my life, invite them to different things. Oh, come kind of to my baby shower, my wedding, my bridal shower, all these different things. We let's go on vacation together. Um so people always come from that angle like, well, you spend a lot of time with these people, so why wouldn't you have those personal relationships, uh, which I don't feel like it's a bad thing to have personal relationships with people at work, but it's just being very clear at what your expectations are and making sure that the, the lines don't get messy. Mm-hmm. They can easily get messy to where you're in those situations where you're like, I got to fire my friend or... Yeah my friend not pulling their weight on this project and
0: I need to tell you about yourself.
1: Like, and it gets, it gets wonky, but you have to push through it.
0: One person said, um, I guess for the more, for entrepreneurs, like people who do freelancing. So they are like, some Mm -hmm. people feel that freelancing means free. So because I, you know, um, they want that discount right they want that (laughs) discount but one thing i will say in regards to that is i think you just have to be confident in setting your price and setting your standard and if people can't um be comfortable with that they're not interested in that then probably they weren't the best fit for you anyways and i don't think it's bad to do free work i mean i do it all the i do it all the time right you have to build Mm -hmm. your clientele you have to You have to get to know people and sometimes you won't get paid. But for the most part, like when you get to a certain established level, yeah, you'll do free things, but you still need to get paid for your services. So nobody should guilt trip or manipulate you into thinking that, yeah, um, but why wouldn't you? Like, aren't we cool or, you know, so-and-so does it cheaper and this, that, another. And I can only imagine for the entrepreneurs, like, if it's your friend, because you got to eat too. Yeah, you got it. So eat.
1: Like, I okay. So when I was in college, one of my friends did my makeup for my graduation photos, and and she took my photos. She did my makeup and she took the photos. Wow. And so I told her I was like, yeah, like it's it it that, it wasn't like like so that wasn't like her style hustle where like she did makeup or like she took photos. like she just was really good at taking photos and editing them and she also happened to be really great at makeup. So I was like, oh my gosh, it's a two for one deal, right? Um, and I told her I was like, i'm gonna give you something for doing this and she's like, no like don't worry about it it's not that and I'm like I feel like friends support friends like I'm right. not gonna I'm not going to take advantage of your skills because somebody else who you didn't know would have to pay you for this right and so if I'm gonna call myself your friend I should be the first person to value your skills and and show that to you so I even think of like my friends that have like different um Like they have different businesses, like whether it's they are they bake or they do makeup or they do hair or like I'm not going to shortchange you or continually be that friend that's like oh like I ain't got it this time, girl. But you know we friends. Like no, I'm not going to do that because that's your livelihood. Like that's how you, especially if you're like solely an entrepreneur. Because there's some people who are entrepreneurs, but they also have like a you know a full time job or whatever or part time somewhere else. But especially if that's your main way and source of income, I'm going to pay the full price because that's your livelihood. And like I said, if I wasn't your friend and you didn't know me, I was just a consumer of your product or service or whatever, I would have to pay the full price. So why wouldn't I? Right? Like, and to me, it just shows how much you value a person when you are willing to pay that price. Now, if the person is, that's the entrepreneur is like, Hey, I'll just count this one as a, as a gift or whatever. That's fine, but let I feel like
0: let the me, person say it. It's almost
1: like let that yeah, let the person say it. Don't just assume that every time they do your hair, or every time they make you a flyer because they're a graphic designer, or every time that they take your pictures because they're a photographer, you getting a freebie. If they had, if they only did work for their friends, they would never be able to make a living off of that, right? Because everybody would expect a freebie. So to me, that's that's I mean, I don't know if everybody else believes that. But to me, the way that I show value people or the way that I tell people, the way that I express to people that I value the work that you do or the service that you provide or the product that you offer is I'm willing to pay the price for it. Um, so I don't like to always think that I can get a handout. Now, if you provide a service and I'm your friend and like, like for instance, like, like one of my, like my hairdresser is my friend. So sometimes I ask her, crazy times like can you can you do my hair like 7 a.m and she's like dingo I don't do hair tonight I'm like sis I really like I, but I'm <laughs> uh-huh. right so it's like stuff like that where I'll be like I just I really need like, like I know it's last minute but I need to get in your chair like today like I gotta be somewhere I gotta do something like so that type of stuff like I will do but I always tell her because like she'll try to be like oh like you know don't worry about it but I'll, I'll always make sure that it's okay because right. like there are been times where she's tried to like squeeze me in places and she's like come at five actually no come at 4 30. actually no come at 6 30. and i'm like you know like don't worry about it don't stress about it it's okay i'll wait until tomorrow or i'll wait until you have you know time um so there are those times where i'm like if i feel like it's an inconvenience i'm not gonna like force it i'm not gonna be like i really need you to get me in here right like i can figure something out but if it's a matter of just, like, some, there are those times where I'm like, I need a 7 a.m.,
0: please. Sorry. <laughs>
1: right? Mm-hmm. And she goes, okay, cool, got you, whatever. But I'm going to pay for a price for it and probably even give her a little bit more because you made the, the sacrifice for me. But for me, to me, that's what friends should do. Like, your friends should support your business. If I'm an entrepreneur and I started whatever business, I expect all my friends to be the first ones to buy my product or purchase my service or be at my lunch party or like whatever it is. Like I expect my friends to be there. So I also expect your financial help (laughs) too, because if I plan on making this my full time, you know, gig, I I expect my friends to be, my friends and my family to be the first people to support. Right? Like if my friends and my family don't support it, why should I count on a stranger investing or believing in me?
0: You'd be surprised though. Like, some people's uh, yeah. friends don't understand what they're doing, so they'll be the first ones to count it out. Like, you know, you have a lot going on right now. Are you sure you can handle this? I'm just saying this because I care about you and, you know, um, you, I don't know, you know, there's other people that are doing it. Why don't you focus on something else? So yeah. sometimes family and friends may not be the best gauge and the best, you know, feedback and encouragement you'll get is from complete strangers sometimes so I think that's even another point that we should make when it comes to this you know entrepreneurship and work environment that sometimes your family is not going to be
1: the mm-hmm. ones supporting
0: you and that's yep. okay even though that is hard because like I can't even imagine that like my mom is very supportive of my platform and my photography and all those things and it'd just be very strange if she was just like what are you doing all this for Like, don't you have school focus on your studies i had a friend like that like her parents like my friend was out here i mean running two organizations um doing um what do you call it spoken word mm-hmm. um just doing a lot of things has a praise and team, all this stuff and her parents were just like focus on your studies you can do all that after you graduate that's her parents oh you don't need to be doing that that's that's not where your time needs to go you just need to focus on school I mean, this girl's out here changing people's lives through uh through her gifts and yeah. providing people opportunities and they just were like, nah. No. So she stopped telling them. So a tip, it. another one. <laughs> Establish peace in your daily life. That's yep. what I said too. I'm yep. like, you can't
1: tell everybody your your goals and your dreams because yeah. people will rain on your parade real fast. So you I think it comes back down to that whole discernment piece. Like you have to have that discernment of like. Is this, like, is the advice that you're giving me in relation to my business, product, service, like, whatever, dream, goal, um, is this really advice from a loving place and I should heed to this advice? Or is this your own personal, you just feel like because you wouldn't do it or you wouldn't take that step or that's not how you would go about the situation, I shouldn't. Right. right. So I think that's where it comes down to that whole discernment piece and also like talking to God like, all right, God, you know, my friends and my family don't support it. But is this what you're calling me to do? Because, I mean, even Jesus had people close to him betray him like Judas betrayed Jesus and he was one of Jesus's disciples. So it's like that is going to happen to people. That's going to happen to you. Peter denied Jesus like so it's just like the people that are close to you will not fail always you. support you and they will betray you. They will fail you. They will say you shouldn't be doing this or that's not what I would do. Or I just don't feel like right now is a good time. Or you should focus on X, Y, and Z and not A, B, and C. Um, that That's when you really got to just get on your face and talk to God about it and be like what, what should I do? How yeah. should I handle the situation? Because I want to make sure I'm making the best decision based on what you're asking me to do, not what, other people is saying I should be doing. Because if, if you don't walk in your purpose, God going to get you. If you do walk in your purpose, uh-huh. he going to make sure it happens. So it's like, you better make uh-huh. sure you following God's advice and not your own. <laughs> Lean not to your own understanding. Okay? Oh, he gosh. will run you right back to it. you yeah. like, I, I'm straight. I'm not doing that. He like, oh, okay, watch. <laughs> you right. <laughs> you ain't doing it right now,
0: but you will. You, you about to do it. <laughs> yeah mm. oh. so the last area that people said brought them stress or what I understood from their responses was themselves. Mm. so me, like you know, one of the girls said that she wish she she didn't care about what other people had to say about her and their opinions on her and <laughs> um yeah just what other people think that was her thing but that's an internal thing and you mm-hmm. know what you know what are also some things that you feel like that we do that can disrupt our peace daily that yeah that ourselves that we do that was like a mix of words there but yeah you give it yeah saying. <laughs> yep
1: so i definitely think um i agree with the the person who said that about like caring about like what other people think oh a lot of people like to be like i don't care less what people think about me i don't care what people think about me and i'm like oh sure sure okay okay right like i think deep down at some point we all care about what people have to say or think about us. like we all there are there's somebody in everybody's life that you value how they feel about you or what their opinion is. That's why we have friends. (laughs) That's why we have family. Because at some point, like, a human need is acceptance. Like, that's just a basic human need. So if you don't feel accepted by this person or you don't feel validated by certain people, you're going to feel some type of way, and that's going to, like, get, like, you're going to be in your feelings about it. So it's just, like, I think everybody values somebody's opinion or how they feel or want their approval. and I think another way that we stress ourselves out is just based on like that whole comparison piece, like going back to like, oh, well, you know, I always thought that I would be at this point in my life because I see, you know, homegirl over here, she already got X, Y, and Z going on and we started together, like, or I see such and such over here, like they're in a relationship, happily this and that. Like I always thought by the time I was X, Y, and Z age, I would be in that place and when you're not where you thought you would be like you start to beat yourself like what did i do wrong what did i miss what did i not do or what did i do that got me to this place and not where i wanted to be or further along or whatever so i think it's the whole piece about a piece of that like stresses me personally is like comparing myself to other people and caring about what other people think and it's not that i would met i would get to a point where i don't care i think there i would just get to a point where i don't care as much Right, like I will be looking, and I think that just comes with my growth in God. Is like I will be seeking more of His validation versus other people's validation. Um, of like, God, am I doing what's pleasing to You? Not like, am I doing what's gonna make my parents proud of me and want to, you know, be at the the social gatherings? Like, my baby did this, right? Like, cause if that's not what's pleasing to God, then I don't want to do it, right? Or am I, am I, am I more so seeking what? He desires for my life versus what other people or even myself like what i desire because i might want something and god like you want that but that's not gonna help you or you want that but that's not i'm telling you that ain't my best like that's not my best work like that's mediocre like i want to be able to give you better than that um but a lot of times like we like our imagination is obviously not as big as god so we might imagine like i want x y and and god like I got way more than that. But okay. <laughs> so um I think the way that we handle that though is to just stay in God like stay in God's presence, like continually asking him for guidance on what we should be doing, what we shouldn't be doing. Um, and continue continuing to like um like just work on us and speak positive things to ourselves like the first when, when stuff goes wrong the first thing we ask ourselves is like well why is this happening to me why did i why did that person say x y and Z to me? why did this person do this to me instead of thinking about like what can i control in the situation we always try to look at the out, outward impacts or factors um versus like looking internally and being like what could i have done or what can i do because at this point it happened or whatever happened, happened. So what can I do moving forward? How do I get back out about the situation? So I think it's looking for that positive um, like perspective or light in that situation and then continue to press forward.
0: And that's a good point. Um, that's something that I'm working on myself. Um, just kind of seeing what the lesson is in whatever's happening because everybody I mean I gave my uh grad up update and you know I'm in, I'm in a completely different place than where I was in January but I was feeling that too like yo this is not like I'm back at home I'm doing a program that I'm not sure about I mean I know that I like the information but I'm not sure exactly where I fit in but I feel like God let me here but I'm kind of like I don't know what I'm doing here. I expected to be in medical school at this time and just all these different things, compare myself, comparing my platform to other people's and how come they grew as much and I haven't and I put so much effort and it feels like, dang, like I'm not reaping anything that I'm sowing. And, And that's a hard feeling to feel like when you are putting effort into something and you just feel like, yo, like people are just surpassing me in every area. And, you know, I feel like God has been teaching me how to grow from that. Like, you know, you do have things going on. How about we just focus on your things? How about we just wake up every day and understand that we have places to go and things to do with your stuff? How about we just focus on yourself, what I've given you right now? And not even in a like, you shouldn't be so upset what's wrong with you i've given you the world type of thing but just like i understand why you feel this way i get i get why and i'm I'm saying this is like how i felt that god was like kind of ministering to me that i get i get you man i like i i feel your pain but how about we just take this day by day and focus on what you have going on right now let's grow that first let's keep going to school let's let's work on your, your platform you know i've touched your platform i've blessed it or know whatever it is that everybody is whatever anybody is doing like you know god has put his hand on it would just focus on that and i think that's what's helped me and i know that like praying about god what am i supposed to learn in this situation um that is definitely a prayer that has been on my mind to pray (laughs) and i know i need to start praying that more but i feel like the lessons are still being revealed to me but just being (laughs) more adamant in finding the lessons because i feel like i'm learning something new by myself every week like literally every week like you know god is unearthing a lot of things that have been so wrong like as you're saying about like you work like life balance i won't say work life balance <laughs> life balance like um that you don't want to keep carrying certain bad habits when you have a family and same for me too like i don't want to be stressed all the way out the wazoo when I got a family, like I'm by myself, like I mean, you got reasons to be stressed, but do you really have to be? And and how are you gonna handle that when you actually have a lot more things to hand on your plate? So, God has been you know leading me and showing me, um, how to navigate and uproot a lot of bad habits and things that I've I've accumulated over time. And a lot of that has been I feel like I need to do a lot of things. I've realized that I feel my value comes in what I do. So I value myself by how many things I can, I I, I do. And Mm -hmm. if I'm not doing something or I feel like I'm not doing something to a high um, level, then I'm not doing anything. And that's something that I didn't know that I felt. I didn't know that, but you know, just God kind of working on me. I realized that my friend brought that to my attention and I was like, bro, like you're right. I find value in things and not, Necessarily, like, I of course I find value in God, but I just find more value in just doing things. My worth is in those things. And one thing that I've been learning in order to kind of like stop that mentality is I can't do everything, so I can't be everything to everybody, and I can't do everything because I'll like pile a crap load of stuff on my plate and try to handle it, and I'll be like stressed out trying to not even getting to the point to actually be doing those stuff, but just, oh my God, how am I going to manage this? How much time do I have here? <sighs> like, that's a, I feel like stress, but I've learned this, like I'm learning the skill of prioritizing, knowing what's important right now and learning what's really not that important. So like, for example, on my uh, planner, I have a list of things that are not urgent, things that I could do, but they're not urgent. Because we'll try to think everything is urgent. And that's what I thought. Everything is urgent. You'll think everything you do is urgent. But (laughs) it's not. Like nobody's going to die. If I don't release a podcast next week, people are not going to die. The planter is not. People are not going to not remember who I am. You get like. I used to always think, oh my God, I have to be posting every week. And if I don't post every week. I'm irrelevant. (laughs) But Why? You know, so God has definitely been working on me with that, that not everything is so urgent. Relax. And
1: um I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was gonna say in relation to that real quick. Um so one of so the vice president over my um business area that I work in at Quick and Loans, um, she has these three like phrases that she says like in those moments where you feel like super stressed or overwhelmed like when people come into her office and they're like oh my god this just happened like it's a fire like we don't see it essentially and she's like hold on calm down breathe first <laughs> like I need you to catch a breath Cassie's mm-hmm. three phrases up her wall that she says all the time and she's like nobody died right thankfully hallelujah nobody died Right? you're not the president like so you don't have when she says that it's, it's meant to say like you don't have like the concerns of the country on your shoulders, right? Like if you're not the president, um, and she's like, "Feel forward." So if you mess something up, like, learn from it, grow from it, and move forward. Like, but don't sit there and will in your in your sorrows. Like, oh my, God, I didn't do what I was supposed to do, or I missed that deadline, or this person said I didn't do my best on X, Y, and Z. She's like, nobody died from that. Like, you're not the president. And feel forward. Like, just move forward. Like, you, okay it happened great or not great what did you learn what are you going to make sure you don't do the same way the next time and then keep pushing like keep moving with your life release the podcast the week after like you know like right it's okay you're you're going to be okay um right. and then just another um, scripture and i'm like so bad with like remembering books and verses and stuff too, i remember so the kind. verses i don't remember where they are in the bible oh but, okay
0: you're better than me <laughs>
1: But the verse is just like, don't worry about anything, but pray pray about about everything. So that one. uh, And I think that really speaks to God really desiring for us to not have stressful lives. Like we're not meant to be in a place where we're like anxious and nervous and worried about everything. Like this is going to go great. This is going to go bad. What's going to happen if this, this and that happens? Like God doesn't want us to really be worried about stuff. Like he's like, it's okay just tell me what it is your concern is leave your concern with me and keep going like keep walking keep pushing keep running keep pressing um, and just know that on the back end i got you like and on the front end i got you. like don't be stressed about it though so i think that's the that that is scripture that usually gives me peace when i am in those moments i'm like all right god said so don't worry about anything but pray about everything mm. um remember to thank him you know like just Thank you, Lord. I need you to take care of the situation. I'm kind of concerned about it, but I know you got this. So have a have, have at it. Thank you, God. <laughs> like, <laughs> I just leave, leave it at that because I'm like, especially if it's something I can't really do anything about. Right. Right. Like, Control certain situations. So why be stressed about something I have no control over? Right. Um, mm. So that one, I got to really just be like, Lord, you see this? <laughs> I know you see this you <laughs> take care of this one because they do right
0: so. um and to piggyback off what you're saying um a new prayer that i've been doing a lot is like cast like I god i just cast my care into you because it comes from that scripture cast your care into the lord because he cares for you yep so yeah so i've been like you know what god take it please because i can't deal with it and also one big revelation that i feel like is takes a lot of pressure off of me Mm -hmm. and my own expectations and a lot of those things it's like yo like i am not capable of doing these things on my own it's only by the power of the holy spirit that i'm able to even do everything that i'm doing and not just like you know getting up in the morning and eating yeah those things obviously but more like you know how you're working you know you're changing people's lives you're talking on the podcast you, you know, you're singing for goodness sake, like those type of things. Like the expectation is then put off of me to perform out of my own skill set. Mm-hmm. I just show up like, you know what? I prepare, I've done what I could do. Lord literally is not me. I don't bring the people, you bring them. And I think that was a revelation that I got. Like, you're not the one who brings the people to whatever you're doing. I'm the one who brings mm-hmm. them there. And mm-hmm. it's just like, true so all i have to do is just stay faithful to whatever i'm doing or whatever you've called me to do and you will literally take care of the rest and mm-hmm. that to me talk about an energy saver because i was do <laughs> my next thing like it just saves so much energy and, and and less worry and have i mastered that no i haven't mastered that understanding completely however mm-hmm. i'm a lot better than where i was like you know A couple of months ago you know i sometimes it's very hard and a lot of times really to understand the love of god and his grace you Mm -hmm. know we know it but we really don't know it i don't think we'll ever really grasp it we just kind of understand it more and more over time but i was just like dang like so i don't really it's not like obviously i put work in but i don't have to do as much as i think that i have to do it's not by my power but it's literally just by your power that things are just going to work out because you love me And I don't have to work for it. It's just like, what? Really? Like, I was reading, uh, I think it was, what was it? Hosea 3. When he was like, oh, you got, like, Israel, you've taken... Your tithes, you haven't paid me your tithes, you've cheated God, who does that? And woo woo woo, right? Literally in mm-hmm. the next verse, he was like, but if you change your habits and bring the tithes to my storehouse, like I will make your storehouses bountiful. I will bless you more than you can imagine. I mean, I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but mm-hmm. literally in one breath, he changed his whole demeanor. And I was just like, wow, like that's just so much mercy. Like you literally were just saying one thing and then you just were like, but if <laughs> you decide, but there's more, there's more. And I was just like, wow, God, you're just so merciful. And I think for, for me to to sum what, up what I'm trying to say here is like, we have to show ourselves a little bit more mercy because God does show us mercy and grace. A lot. A lot of grace. So that is one area that I am working on. And guys, you will know. How it's going, because I'm gonna keep updating you all on that. Like showing myself grace because God shows me grace. So yeah. I went on a soapbox, but um <laughs> that's my I guess to um give who posted that that um statement support for her and then also for what you're saying too. Yeah. yeah. This was lit, man. It was super dope. I had a great time. Yeah, I have one more thing for you. Any resources that you'd recommend? Any books, podcasts, your seeing group? Where can we find it? Where can we listen? Uh, um,
1: yeah, so
0: yeah, if you're listening to
1: this, uh, you can well, okay, so first you can follow me on social media, Danny D A N I Nikki N I C K I nine five. Um, on Instagram, Danielle Nicole. Uh, N-I-E-L-L-E Nicole N-I-C-O-L-E. So Danielle Nicole on Facebook. Um and yeah, I don't use Twitter, so I don't even remember my Twitter name off the top of my head. So um <laughs> But yeah, you guys can follow me on Instagram and Amy as on Facebook if you like. Um if you want to um listen to the podcast, I highly recommend Pretty with the podcast. Um as well as um another podcast that I really enjoy. So I listen to a lot of preachers i'm a preacher's daughter so i listen to a lot of preachers um but one that i really really enjoy or two actually I'm gonna give you two two that i actually really enjoy um pastor stephen furtick elevation church i love love pastor stephen furtick um uh, but also pastor michael todd with transformation church that is in tulsa oklahoma so um those two uh pastors and their messages are really really dynamic and they're very i'm a person that I love storytelling, so I love when a pastor preaches and they give me a story that is relatable to like today's time. Don't get me wrong, I love the Bible and I, I love the parables that are in the Bible, Um but I like when people add color and like 2018 flavor to it. Yeah, I'm like, i like, understand what? The, like, like what's leprosy? Like, you know what I mean? Like, give yeah, yeah. like, me something I can relate to now where it makes sense. So. Um, those are two preachers that I really, um, love that can do that, um, in a way that I understand it. Um, books. I'm not a huge book reader. Um, I'm just, I'm not. It's okay. I, if you don't have books, none. that's fine. I start books all the time. I never
0: finished
1: <laughs> have. I'm like, yes, this book's so good. I want to read it. And I read like the first couple chapters and then I put it down. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: So yeah, but those, those, um two podcasts and both of them Transformation Church, I have the Transformation Church app so that's how I listen to it but there's, um, Pastor Michael Todd's sermons are uploaded on Sundays on YouTube and then Elevation Church they upload theirs on Sundays also but you can listen to that on like the Apple Podcast app so,
0: cool cool, Cool. I've been hearing about that church a lot so I'm gonna have to check it out and I love Elevation music so (gasps) I was like, oh my god (laughs) did not know that (laughs) but danielle it was a pleasure thank you so much for coming on the planter podcast of course it was great good being here (laughs) all right guys that is the end of the episode talk to you guys later bye Thank you so much for listening to The Planter Podcast. If you are absolutely loving the content that The Planter is creating, well, go ahead and subscribe to The Planter on iTunes. For more updates and staying connected with me, you can also subscribe to The Planter at theplanter.com. So that's T-H-E-P-L-A-N-N-T-E-R.com. To become a part of our community, you can find us on Facebook at The Planter community to stay connected with like-minded individuals who are trying to grow just like you and you can find the planter on all social media handles at the planter so thank you so much for listening and i'll speak to you in the next episode